Welcome to the Old Chick Snowship Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Arthurton. This podcast is dedicated to helping midlife women step into the inherent power and wisdom of a time of life when they often feel overlooked and underrepresented and even begin to doubt themselves. Each week, we will cover information and inspirational topics along with real stories from real women who are defying cultural stereotypes and perceptions of midlife. Women who are reinventing themselves, starting businesses, chasing their dreams, and tackling challenges they never thought possible. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Old Chick Snowship podcast. Today, we're talking about a subject that I find endlessly fascinating that has impacted my own life in ways that I honestly can't even explain. So today we're talking about the subconscious, your subconscious mind, and why it's important and how it impacts your life. So with me today, I have Krishna Avalon, who is a healer, a guide, a facilitator in a number of different healing modalities. So she's a doctor of oriental medicine. She's an acupuncturist. She does breath work, and she's also works with people on subconscious transformation. So welcome, Krishna. So happy to have you here. Hi, Jennifer. Thank you. Good morning. Let's start off with, I want to get to your story and, you know, the, the work, the specific work that you do, but I want to start off giving people a grounding in what is our subconscious mind and why is it important? Like, why do we even need to be paying attention to this? Right. So there are two parts of our mind. We just have one mind, but there's the conscious and the subconscious part. So the conscious part feeds into the subconscious. The conscious is very important. It makes our decisions for us. It chooses what information to receive, but the subconscious creates 90 to 95% of our life's experiences. It is the big power. It's the heavy hitter. It's like visually, if you're looking maybe at an iceberg and you see the top of the iceberg and what sticks out, that's like 10%. That's the conscious mind. And then everything underneath the surface which controls our habits, where we're on autopilot, our memories, that's the subconscious. Yeah. When I first started digging into this years ago, and I learned that stat about controlling 95% of how we show up in the world, it literally blew my mind because I was in the place where I was like, oh no, my mind controls everything. Like I've got everything. It's, you know what I mean? I've got it all going on and I know exactly, you know, what's where and you know, everything is within my control. And when I realized that there was this huge part of my mind that I had yet to explore that was actually really directing the show and I wasn't aware of what it was doing, to me, that was just like, okay, wow, I need to know more. (laughs) Me too. I mean, as soon as I started learning about the subconscious, I became obsessed because most of us are all going through life trying to control the world with our conscious minds. And a lot of us are like, wait, why isn't this working? I've done all this goal setting. I've put these things in place. Like, why isn't love showing up? Where's my healthy relationship? How come I'm not making money? Why am I not feeling more joy? It's because of the beliefs that are almost always very limited and contracted. And those beliefs are held in the subconscious mind. And you don't even need to know what they are. Mm. You really just need to know where you're stuck and feeling limited and not creating life as you want it to be, or, and you just need to know what you want. And so those are the two directions that I typically work with, with people, where you want to grow, where you feel stuck. Right. 
Yeah. And it's interesting. How do these subconscious beliefs get installed? Like how, like if we're not thinking about them consciously, where do they come from? I mean, they certainly come from our upbringing for me and for everyone. They start immediately upon conception, what you're receiving for information in your mother's wombs, the beliefs that are coming through in your lineage even. And so a lot of that comes down to self-worth, deservingness, being able to trust yourself, and then feeling safe to be seen or heard in the world. That's mm-hmm. mostly everybody's stuff that I'm helping them expand or grow. So if a belief doesn't exist in the subconscious mind, and again, you don't need to know what your subconscious beliefs are, but people are starting to because they're hearing about the subconscious, then it won't exist. So what we do in the process that I was trained in is you can create the beliefs in your subconscious mind so that it becomes a possibility because if they don't exist, it won't happen. So your conscious mind could be like, I deserve to be treated with respect. I deserve this much money. I deserve healthy love. But if your subconscious is like, nope, you don't because you've never been shown it or it's never been your experience, then it won't happen. So it happens, you know, as soon as we're conceived, it happens obviously when we were raised and our upbringing and what programs were set in place. You know, a lot of us have heard zero to seven is when your brain is just most open, like a sponge receiving. And then whatever was reinforced after that. Mm-hmm. So whether that's school, whether it's peers, whether it's TV, whether it's the music you listen to, that reinforces usually very contracted beliefs about what you're worth, what you deserve, how much you can trust yourself. Right. And then those are the things that show up unconsciously as we're navigating the world. Exactly. And so if your conscious and your subconscious are not working in harmony, it literally will be like you're stepping on the brakes and the gas at the same time. Um, Whereas work with the subconscious, things are so much easier. So most of us are trying to create with the conscious mind, whether it's like therapy or affirmations or even journaling, that's all conscious mind stuff. But if you work with the subconscious and expand those beliefs or peacefully unattached from things that have been traumatic and triggering that you are on repeat with or a feedback loop with, you're going to be able to create in a much more empowered, more efficient, more direct. I do use the word quick a lot because for me, when I came into this work, I was like, oh my God, this is what I've needed all of my life. This is why it's been so hard to grow and change and like be in healthy relationship, love myself. Like it's because those beliefs were never created because that was never my experience. So it's just like, I mean, it just creates the like quick, direct route for creating life as you want it to be from what I've experienced. And I've been really exposed to so many beautiful, amazing things in the 20 years that I've been a practitioner, but I'm also really picky and I'm discerning. And I followed what I've followed entirely based on my intuition. Luckily, as like a healing practitioner, that is something I've always trusted. Other aspects of my life, I've had to really grow and expand my trust of my intuition and trust what is good for me and Trust that it's safe to follow my joy or my heart, but like as a practitioner, that part has been super natural. And so, you know, this process that I was trained in, it's one of those things that I followed without any doubt. Interesting. And I want to talk a little bit about kind of how we 
or how you work with people to program or deprogram <laughs> the subconscious from those beliefs. But like in my own experience, like when I decided like, okay, if I want my life to be different, I've got to show up differently in it. So I said about creating dreams, goals, like this is it, I'm going to create my kick-ass next chapter. And I bumped into, it was like walking in a dark room with where you don't know where the furniture is, right? <laughs> and I would like bump into something and trip over it and, and bump into something else. And I kept like for the longest time, I was going like, what is going on? What, like, what's wrong with me? Why can't I, you know, why can't I do X, Y, Z? Like what's stopping me from, from getting there? And sometimes it would, they're very, very subtle things, like very, very subtle things, but I kept bumping into them over and over and over until I heard about this, the concept of my subconscious mind and understanding some of the beliefs that were instilled in there. And some of them for me were like from when I was a teeny tiny little baby, you know, and my mother had to leave me a period of time. You know, there was another one where I was a six-year-old child and my my teacher, well, you know, was very, very hard on me. And all of these little things that you're like, oh yeah, they were in the past. You're like, oh no, 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 <laughs> they're not in the past. I'm literally carrying these things forward. And they're like, like little blocks that I have to jump over or figure out how to navigate around. Yeah, um, yeah. And we, every single solitary human on this planet is carrying around all kinds of these things in the back of our minds that we're completely not aware are actually directing our lives. Yeah, absolutely. And what most of us have never even heard of, which also blows my mind, the subconscious only understands literal present tense, and it doesn't understand what's real yeah. and not real. So if you are watching a stressful movie, or if you're listening to some kind of like pop music, that's telling you you're not good enough and you need a man to feel complete or whatever it is, your subconscious just receives that as like actual truth right now. And so that's why it's really important to be aware and mindful and discerning about what you're feeding your brain. Yeah. What you're your nervous system, like our nervous systems to process information by sound, touch. Yeah. No. And so like, we're always receiving all this information. And I don't remember like statistics or numbers, but like all the information that we're processing on one day as a human being in our current lives is like more than somebody would have processed in their entire life. Like a hundred yeah. years. It blows my mind. No wonder people are so full of anxiety. Yeah. And on the flip side of that, which has been very powerful in my own, in my own life, it has been, you know, you can visualize something that you want and your subconscious mind already thinks that you're already there or yet you've already done it. Right. right? Because again, it doesn't know real from imagined. So it's powerful on both sides. Yeah. Right? I'm so, so glad you said that because when people ask me, how can I start working with my subconscious? That is the way that I suggest the most is like, in the morning or at night, which is the times of your brain where you're most receptive and ideally in the theta state where you're like the mm -hmm. closest to sleep, that's when it's the most powerful time to visualize what you want and to connect with the feeling of it yeah. and practice that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's already your experience. So yeah, I'm really glad you brought that up. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not sure. Are you familiar with Neville Goddard? No. So he's a... Um metaphysician from, I think back in like the early 1900s, who writes about uh, being in the feeling of the wish fulfilled. And he talks about the importance of doing it right before you go to sleep so that your brain is drifting off with the vision and the feeling of the thing that it is that you want. And then 
you know, while your conscious mind is asleep, your subconscious mind is literally picking that up. And so, I mean, he wrote this book, I think, in like 1910 or something, like really, really incredible. So when I read that, I started practicing it. And when I was in like the the height of my burnout, where I was like physically like completely like depleted, before I went to sleep every night, I would create this vision of me walking down the street, feeling fully energized and healthy and, you know, having lost the weight that I wanted to lose and all of this. And then one day, I was literally, and it was this very specific landmark on the street. And then one day I was walking down the street past this very specific landmark. And I was like, oh, wait a minute, I'm healthy. I've lost the weight. I did, this is it. This is what I have been visualizing. And I didn't like focus on it every single solitary day going, I want, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like a conscious thing. It just happened. Yeah. yeah. And that was when I was like, wow, okay. This subconscious mind stuff is so freaking important. <laughs> It's so important. And when you do stuff like that to reinforce the belief that you created or what you want, I mean, that is, that's gold. So the work that I've been trained in and then things like that to reinforce it, it's just, we are limitless beings. We really truly are. And I wish like my goal in life is to have every midlife woman who's listening to this podcast realize that she is powerful beyond belief. Like whatever you can imagine, you are more powerful than that. Like, and whatever you can imagine, you are even more powerful than that. Like we are incredibly powerful beings, but we got some stuff. Totally. Well, in a way. And before we started our talk and you were checking in with me, and that is exactly what I hit. Like I have been dating for the first time in my life and like found someone that we really had this magical, like insanely beautiful, big connection. And so I've been in it with him for a month and it's been better than I even imagined it could be. However, the universe will show me where I still need to grow, Mm. where I still expand, where I could still take my power back and not give it away. And that is what I'm in right now. And it can be really freaking uncomfortable, but I'm also just like so grateful because it's teaching me to take my power back. It's teaching me to surrender and not hold on so tight to what I think I want. Because when you do that, you're also keeping yourself from what could be better. And if I didn't have this process, yeah, be a little bit screwed. I mean, I'd be stuck and I'd be in some, and this, so the process I was trained in is called psych K. I don't like the name. I think it's stupid, but it stands for psychology plus kinesiology. So it's a very simple process. And we do use muscle testing before and after what's called a balance. The balance is the goal in psych K Mm -hmm. and the balance is to create a whole brain state. So I've been using balances to just keep expanding to keep Mm. growing my self-worth, to keep growing my deservingness, because we do get to a certain point and it is more beautiful than we imagined if we're lucky, if we have work like this to help us get there. And then people, situations will show you where you still could grow. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, if I could imagine this and it's even better than I thought it could be, like what else am I able to receive? Well, that's the thing, right? Like, and this whole notion of, you know, especially when we're in the hard moments, like that this is happening for us to show us the areas of, you know, expansion and growth versus we're in the suck of it all. (laughs) And why me? And yeah, I told you my life always goes this way and there's no hope. And like that, 
And again, we're programming our subconscious in that particular moment, right? So perspective is everything. And again, I think this is the importance of really understanding our subconscious mind and how we're interacting with it on a daily basis, or how should I say we are, how it's interacting with us rather than us interacting with it, right? You had mentioned a couple of minutes ago, you talked about the nervous system. Tell us a little bit about how nervous system and subconscious are connected, interconnected, or what that looks like. Yeah. And I love that because these are my two obsessions. But I also love that you said perspective is everything. It truly 1000% is. And both Psyche and the subconscious mind deal with offering a new perception. Mm-hmm. It's a pathway in your mind, literally a new pathway so that you can have a new experience so that the brain can change, shift, move on. That's neuroplasticity, the brain's ability to change. And that's what this work offers. So it's amazing. Right. Our neuroscience is showing that perception is even more powerful than genetics. And that also just blows my mind. And so in a very similar way, the nervous system as well, the whole job of the nervous system is to reinforce your belief so that you are mm. And so that you feel safe. That does not mean that your belief is true. And it does not mean that the belief is good for you. The nervous system's job is to seek information out in the world and your subconscious mind as well to reinforce whatever belief you're in. So if you continually believe that it has to be a lot of work for you to deserve the money you want, to be seen in the world, the success you're after accreditation, whatever it is, that's what you're going to keep creating. And I've been working with a lot of super boss babes lately who do have that belief that they need to hustle in a certain amount of way. And it needs to be this difficult for them to be worthy and deserving of love, healthy relationship, doing work. And then they believe that their personal work needs to be difficult. Mm. Okay. I just (laughs) freaking love everything that you just said. Like I had like a whole full body reaction here and I'm like, I'm welling up with tears and I call them the tears of truth because whenever somebody says something that's like really grounded in truth, like my body reacts, like not even my brain, my body reacts to it because I, I think this is just so, so important for our audience. By the time we get into like our 40s and 50s and beyond, we've been programmed like we were talking about all the way along. And especially if you coming out of a corporate job, for example, like this was me. I was programmed with the belief that I had to burn myself out, that I had to give 24-7, that I had to be like working all the time in order to deserve the income, deserve the promotion, to deserve the thing, right? That is the reason why I ended up in bed, like unable to basically get out of bed because I was so fried. That belief, and still I work on this one every single solitary day, that belief you know, it's like, whatever I do is never enough. Like, okay, I got to do more. It's like, oh, I have a free hour in the day. Oh, I must, I must fill it with something. I must be productive in all ways. Right. And that, and I see this with my clients. It's like, we, that is the thing that's like in there. And it's been programmed over and over and over from the time we were children, right? Work harder, do more, work harder, do more. And in the process of that, most of us have completely disconnected from ourselves. We've forgotten who we are. We've forgotten how to be. And our whole identity becomes what it is that we do, like what we do for others, right? In order to earn the life we want. It's so, it's so, excuse my French, fucked up. (laughs) Exhausting. And then let's just think that like, first of all, as women, 
and women of color, like we both are. And then if you add to that any religious upbringing, yes, or patriarchy, if you want to bring in any of those things, the programming was always to give and give and give, yeah. do things you don't want to do, not have boundaries, not know how to say no, to be a good person, to be a good woman, yes. to be another. That's been the programming. And so the people that I know that do not even have those limited beliefs and so forth, they were not really watching TV or they were part of those religions that like just knew whether I like agree or totally resonate with them or not, like knew that they were sovereign beings of God or the divine, right? capable of whatever they wanted. And I mean from a spiritual sense, that's what I resonate the most with. Mm -hmm. Does that usually come from like a a lot of like white privilege? Yes, Mm -hmm. it does. But as a spiritual being, that's actually what I remember about my own power is that I am a very divine being. God does flow through me. And I was raised Catholic. So I understand the martyr and I understand the victim, huge long lineage of that. And that is what I had to outgrow myself. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I I mean, I grew up with a mother who believed all of that, like that, you know, was told us over and over and over, you can do anything that you want. And still, you know, the programming that like the cultural programming that surrounded that was, was so big that that's what got instilled in, in me. Right. So I actually call this chapter of my life, it's like the deprogramming. It's like every, all of the stuff that I've picked up along the way that I'm carrying that is standing in the way of me creating like my kick ass life. I'm literally dismantling and deprogramming and reprogramming all of those beliefs, like on a daily basis. Right. And what I want to remind anyone who's listening right now is that it does not have to take five, 10, 15, 20 years. Like it might in talk therapy for you to consciously, intellectually understand something, great. But even those people that have been doing that work for so long who are still stuck, still angry, still reactive, still not creating life as they want it to be, you work with your subconscious, it can be super quick. It doesn't have to take forever, and it doesn't have to be so freaking hard. Well, and that's the other part, right? Like that's also instilled in us that it's, you got to do the work. Like how many times do you hear people say, you got to do the work, do the work, do the work. It's yet another place where it's like efforting, constant efforting, which again is exhausting. It's not, it's not meant to be that hard. You know, you and I did a session a few months back. We did one site case session and we're going to talk about how exactly you work through that. Because at the time that we did it, I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, this was, easy. I don't feel any different. It wasn't a very pleasurable experience, but I was like, okay. And I just went along my way. And then in the weeks that followed, I would find myself in this place where I I would be doing something. And then I would go, oh, wait, I just did that. Right. Like, or I'm, I'm doing this thing. And there's like no little voice in the back of my head going, ying, 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 ying. There's no, like, I didn't think twice about it. I didn't overanalyze, which is my... my thing, right? I didn't analyze this thing to death. I just did it. It was just like this thing. And then all of a sudden I was like, I think I messaged you. And I was like, uh, some things have changed, but again, it wasn't on a conscious level. Like I never said, oh, today I'm going to do this thing and it's going to be different because it was just like, I did it. Yeah. When I, then that realization hit me, I was like, oh, this is it. It's supposed to be like this, right? Like it can be easy. Like it is possible for it to be easy. Right. And, and I, it was very powerful. 
It's so powerful. And often it is subtle and people aren't totally aware unless they are like, unless, and this happens with acupuncture too. Like people get so used to their pain or they get so used to their way way of being that they don't realize when they're different and they're better. (laughs) So most of the time people just come out of a psyche balance and their lives are different. And it's like very powerful, but it can be subtle for some people. It's just epic. And all of a sudden they're not drinking anymore. All of a sudden they're able to make healthy choices about food and like stay exercising and not sabotage it, you know? And that's huge if you've been all your life struggling with how you want to feel in your body. And then all of a sudden you create a belief, I'm worthy and deserving of feeling healthy in my body, or it's easy for me to make healthy choices for my mind, body, and spirit. You know, those are some of the balances and the beliefs that I help people create recently. And I mean, their lives are changed in ways that they've never been able to, and it's easy. They're not needing to put so much effort into it. Or like you said, there is no like chatter or self-doubt or like limitation or something to like sabotage. Mm -hmm. And the subconscious and the nervous system try to keep you in what's familiar and safe. That doesn't mean that's going to help you grow in any way. It'll keep you small and contracted. Yeah. And I love what you said earlier about, you know, the job of your nervous system is to keep you in that place. And it doesn't matter whether it's true, like the belief that's holding you there is true or not true. The job of the nervous system is not to decide that. It's just to act on that. (laughs) That's right. right. Which is, again, like so incredibly powerful, but can be used in both directions. Yeah. Right. So how does the psych K process work for people who are interested in this? You know, somebody comes to you with a challenge, a struggle. Mm -hmm. Where do you start? Like, how do you, how do you work through this process with them? This is why it's super helpful to find someone intuitive, because even if you come in with your list of things that you might want to work with, or even if you come in and you're like, I'm not really sure what we're going to be doing. Doesn't matter. Mm. We just start talking. And then we pretty quickly get to if we need to do a balance to help you peacefully unattached from a stress or a trauma that's keeping you in a feedback loop and help back. Or we move in the direction of creating a new belief that's more expanded to the life that you want. In a session, like one session, we definitely get to a balance, which is powerful. But because I'm intuitive and we kind of get to where you need to go, often we're doing two or three. Mm-hmm. And so people will have one session and their lives will be transformed and changed, but to work through like all layers of your life and do like deeper transformation work or to just keep growing. Cause you're like, Oh my God, if I could do that, what else can I do? You know, I call this subconscious transformation, which is essentially what site K is. Mm-hmm. That's what I started calling it. Cause I like it better. Yeah. I love that. I'm seeing people be entirely different people within like five sessions. And I'm talking about like always being treated like crap by men in relationships, always giving their power away, always choosing men that are unavailable or settling in their job or feeling like they have to work and suffer to earn or deserve this, that, and the other. Being able to say no to things that they weren't able to say no to. And then they go to their you know, therapist or they hang out with their family and the therapists and families are like, what is different about you? Who are you? Because you're not just changing your beliefs, you're changing your electromagnetic frequency. And that is like the energy that you're putting out in the world and what comes back to you. Because again, the subconscious creates 90 to 95% of your life. So if you're expanding your beliefs and you're peacefully unattaching from traumas and triggers, that were making you sick before, you couldn't even think about or whatever, 
of course you're going to be having a different experience in the world. Of course, the people who are around you are going to be responding to you differently. Yeah. Amazing. And I love that connection that you just made about you change the subconscious belief and your energy, your being, how you show up in the world changes, which literally has this ripple effect out to everything. So again, you don't actually have to make conscious decisions (laughs) necessarily because how you're showing up is just different. And like the power of energy, like the power of your energy when you walk into a room has the ability to change everyone and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So I eat that again, that is so critically important. And yet another reason why unpacking, or I'm, I say this all the time, but I am revising that language after experiencing what I experienced with you and talking to it about unpacking the subconscious. Cause I thought it was like, okay, I'm going to get a shovel and a bucket and we're going to go digging. <laughs> and you helped me see that it's actually much easier than that. Yeah. And I love this process too, because we really just focus on what you want. Yeah, we can talk about the trauma or the trigger, of course, but I like to focus on what we want. And just like the style of meditation in the book that you were telling me about, I mean, that is the more effective way to create. Mm-hmm. Focus on what you want, practice the feeling of it, and then doing things like this, the psyche or the subconscious transformation work, you're just going to make it happen so much quicker. So it's like, I'm okay with things being easy now. I did have to grow through that thing in relationships and life and everything that had to be difficult because that's all my nervous system knew was Mm -hmm. chaotic. That was my familiar. I am like all about the easy right now. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you, like, what does the process look like then that you take people through with with subconscious transformation? Yeah. So people can come in and we, or I can do this virtually. So for the muscle testing, I just ask for permission virtually if we're doing that kind of session to muscle test on someone's behalf. So it's not like I'm channeling their energy or anything like that. It's super duper simple. So we talk about what's going on with you, maybe what's heaviest on your heart, what's repeating in your mind or where you wish to grow decide what direction we're going to go for a balance. And again, the balance is to create a whole brain state. And what that means is the left and the right hemispheres of your cerebral cortex are communicating clearly. And when that happens, that's when your subconscious expands and you can peacefully unattach from the thing that Mm. is a trigger or trauma, or if we're doing a balance for a new belief or a goal statement, then the new belief has been created. So those are the two main balances I do. And then we muscle test after to make sure there was a change. So it's very simple. And I love that we're conscious. This is not hypnotherapy. I'm not dropping to a theta state. It's very simple. And I tend to love most the things that are very simple. Yeah. And then there are other balances as well for people that I work with for a few sessions. There's like a relationship balance that takes a while because it can be your relationship with yourself, your relationship with yourself. It can be with your mother and she never even have to know that you did it with her. But when I do it, it absolutely shifts relationships. There is a communication balance. There is a energy focusing with some like core belief statements. That's incredibly powerful. So there's like endless opportunity with this work. And so, yeah, that's what a session looks like. It's super simple. We check in, talk about what's going on with you. We figure out which way we're going to go with a balance. And then we usually get to two, maybe three in a session. But again, I'm watching people who've like signed up for three or signed up for 10 sessions and really want to transform their subconscious. I mean, 
it is nothing short of epic, nothing. Mm. And it's just like blowing my mind. It's what I want to do with people. Oh my. Yeah, it must be pretty incredible to witness people who have struggled with something their entire life all of a sudden just be able to yeah. let go. Like, how beautiful is that? Right? It's just small. releasing. Yeah. Even in my own self. And that is the way that I teach. And it's obviously what I'm here to do because. I have learned my lessons. I have worked through my shadows. I do know where I'm wounded. And then I've worked with that, integrated it, and then become embodied and then get to guide other people through it. So, you know, everybody who listens knows there are lots of people who might be trained in something or who are trying to project or personify a way of being, but you can tell because you can't fake a frequency, whether somebody's embodied in their own work, whether they've gone through that themselves. Yeah. And the one thing that I love about the work that you do is that you don't have to know, you don't have to have studied this. You don't have to have, you know, be aware of like anything really. You just need to know that I want something to be different. Yeah. And it's as simple as that. Yeah. That's exactly right. And I would say that especially like with COVID and pandemic, you know, so many of us were just grateful to be alive, grateful to have a house, grateful that our families were healthy. And that is so much to be grateful for. You can also have it a lot better. Mm -hmm. And like my personal experience here on planet earth is to experience like the very best of love and life. Like what is here? What miracles can I experience? Yeah. You and me both. And, you know, I'm so glad you brought this up because I did this and I see my clients doing this all the time. It's like they're feeling called to something. They know they want something different. And then they get to this place where they're like, well, I should just be grateful for what I have because so many people have it worse than I do. Right. And for the longest time, I would do that. Like I was in a corporate job, I had an amazing title, I had incredible perks, I was earning really, really great money. And I had this like gnawing inside me. And I kept going, I would push it aside and go, what's wrong with you? Like you have what everybody wants. Like what is wrong with you? I used to say this to myself over and over and over. Right. And it was a way. And that kept me stuck because I didn't know that there was possibility beyond that. Right. Like I had never kind of seen beyond that. I had never had anybody really model it for me. Like it wasn't available to me. And then when I started to get into this work and to understand more of the subconscious and to understand, you know, I went on a huge spiritual journey and to see myself as a spiritual being, an unlimited spiritual being, all of a sudden it was like the world opened up and I'm like, I want it all, right? Like I don't have to settle for this. I don't have to be grateful for the meager, you know, piece of potato on my plate today, right? I will always be grateful for that, but I don't have to settle for that. That's and when exactly. those doors blew open, I was like, yep, that's it. Okay, we're go. <laughs> and, you know, a lot of us do have the belief that if we make a certain amount of money, we're going to be like a selfish asshole mm-hmm. kicked out of our tribe because our parents or our siblings never earned that much money. So we wouldn't be accepted or loved or, yeah. or whatever it is, or we would not be sensitive or empathic to other people's suffering. Mm-hmm. And what I learned truly in my bones as a person who feels everything is that I am absolutely my most best and highest service when I'm in the brilliance of my own energy. And I don't watch news. And I used to feel really ashamed about that for not knowing more of what's going on in the world. It's bullshit. I know what's going on in the world because of the people that I work with and because of my own experience and like my immediate 
family and community. Yeah. That's what I know. And being in service to that is more than enough. Yeah. And that's so true because like even just being in the space of listening to people talking about what's going on in the world or having the news on in the background or whatever, like all of that stuff is seeping into us, right? Like maybe again, not consciously, but it's seeping in there and is tainting their view of what we think is possible, how we see ourselves, you know, that the world is a hopeful place or a not hopeful place, all of that type of stuff. We're just like putting it in there. <laughs> Right. And, and I think becoming, you know, using our conscious minds and our conscious minds. So having said that, the conscious mind is also a very, very valuable tool, <laughs> an incredibly valuable tool. So being, you know, using our conscious mind to be aware of when we are in the experiences that we don't want or, you know, we're having, you know, an there's an energetic experience that is not making us feel good and saying, oh, wow, this is not making me feel good. Let me do something about it. Right. It's really important to kind of get those working together. So important. And honestly, some of the most powerful work really that I ever did was through Vipassana meditation, where you are sitting with your conscious present experience, observing the sensations within yourself, no matter how hellacious or painful or uncomfortable or blissful mm. or what you want so bad. And just noticing how all of those sensations will pass and that everything is impermanent. And the goal of that is to practice impermanence and just equanimity where you are not reacting or craving. You're just like in the middle. And that is such powerful work. But like you, I want my conscious and subconscious working together because now I understand how big and how much the subconscious carries. How couldn't I be obsessed with that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, and it really, it really is like, it's become a bit of an obsession for me as well too. And then, you know, spinning off that, like the nervous system, how those two things are working together because, and then becoming aware of like, it's like when you start to understand this a little bit, it's like, I find myself reacting in a situation and now I can be like, oh, I know exactly what's happening here. And I can like almost dissociate a little bit to be like, oh, I can make a different choice as yeah. opposed to like having an unconscious reaction. And sometimes I'll be halfway through the unconscious reaction and I go, okay, wait a minute, pull that back. Let me step in in a different way. And it's literally changed relationships okay. in my life in, a way, in ways I can't even explain. Of course. Yeah. I mean, in the triggers for me, I have learned as well, like, what am I trying to learn from this? Where do I need to grow? Where yeah. do I need to unattach from something like very limited or self-sabotaging in my belief yeah. about my and so it's just been so helpful. Those triggers yeah. are, but if you don't have the tools to know how to deal with them, and most people don't, life can be just so incredibly overwhelming. Or like a lot of people, you're like walking through life, not totally present. Mm -hmm. This is the work I do with a lot of people too, is like they want to be more present or they want to feel more joy and they yeah. don't know what they don't. Part of that's a survival strategy. Yeah. And so teaching the nervous system through somatic practices, which is one thing I do, and or expanding the beliefs to be like, it's safe for me to be present in my body. Mm -hmm. It's safe for me to feel all of this. Creating those beliefs so that it's possible. Yeah. And that for me, I think the biggest impact of the work has been possibility. Like I'm a, I'm a, I've always been a, a future thinker. <laughs> like I, you know, I'm a visionary, but like, having like the world of possibility open up in front of me 
has been probably the biggest game changer. And I think that's what the subconscious work has done for me. It's just like being, wow, I'm not confined to this box. I'm not confined to this action. I'm not confined to this reaction, right? Like anything is possible and opening the door to that, which is, I mean, the beauty of the work that you do, right? Like I said, I was catching myself doing something where I'm like, wow, I did not analyze that. I didn't even think about it. I just acted. I'm like, wow, if I can do that what else can I do? Right. Exactly. And I love other things too. Like quantum meditation is so mm. cool for me. Yeah. Theta met, dropping into the theta state where you're so relaxed and then imagining and feeling what you want. That is so beautiful and fun and nourishing for me. Yeah. And then on top of this work. Oh my God. Yeah. So just for people listening, um, and you've mentioned theta state a couple of times, can you kind of give us just a quick little explanation of theta state and how that is interacting with your subconscious mind? Yeah. So, I mean, we experience different brainwave states, but just in short, the theta is that state of your mind right before you drift off to sleep. So it's Mm. when you're the most relaxed, even if you're not a good sleeper, even if you don't drift off easily for you and your brain, that is the most influential and open time for reprogramming or receiving new information. So it's the most effective time to meditate. I mean, you can't really jump so much if you're in a, in a theta state, but you can definitely visualize and you can definitely practice the feeling. Yeah, yeah. So powerful. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, I love this conversation and we could keep going, but where can people find out more about this work and interact with you on subconscious transformation? Yeah, I love it. Um, I mean, just my name is my website, and you can certainly learn more about what Psyche is, where it comes from. It's definitely from like a white man. However, the process I'm totally drawn to, and then having space holding skills and intuition, and my other skill sets just kind of come into play when I'm offering a session. So, just that you can learn more about me. I have um, on my resources page, there are several somatic practices I put on there that people love. And then some breathwork practices that turned out mm. really beautifully for some corporate wellness apps that I created. And then I'd say Instagram. Sometimes I check my LinkedIn, but I like to post in Instagram stories when I feel like it. <laughs> so those are the main, yeah. Perfect. Well, we'll make sure that all of that gets into the show notes so everybody can find you. And for those of you listening, having gone through a session with Krishna, And like, okay, first of all, I'm going to do some more. So we're going to talk about this after. (laughs) But if there is something that you are running up against in your life, if there is something that you want to be different, I encourage you to explore this more. It's so simple, so easy, and yet so impactful, like impactful in ways that I can't even properly describe, to be honest, (laughs) which is why I'm going to come back because there's a few other things that I (laughs) want to move out of the way. And like I said, it's opened up the door of possibility of things that, you know, like that I anticipated I was going to struggle with for a very, very long time because that's what I was told. Right. And then all of a sudden it's like, wow, okay. It just doesn't exist anymore. Like literally just doesn't exist. Evaporated into thin air. (laughs) So I can't say enough about it, you know, whether you're into the woo, whether you're a spiritual person or not a spiritual person, like, I mean, we kind of covered all of the gamut of topics. I just encourage you to explore this, to go down this path a little bit, because it really is, I wish this for everybody, it really, really is so, so, so impactful. So thank you, Krishna, for sharing 
all of this amazing information with us today. And listeners, yeah, go to the links in the show notes and go check this out. So until next time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Old Chicks No Shit podcast. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give is to share this podcast with a friend, subscribe, rate and review our podcast on iTunes or wherever it is that you listen in.